Welcome to the Snowboarding Podcast, All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding. I'm Chris Rogers. And I'm Nick Alfieri. This is the podcast where myself and Chris talk about all the life lessons we've learned from snowboarding, not just the good ones, but some of the struggles we've had along the way. So please stay tuned for this week's episode. Okay, welcome back to All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding. This episode, we are going to get into a little bit of a recap and going over some, actually all of the episodes we've done and just Chris and I's thoughts on each episode, if there's anything we wanted to add to that topic or um, any, if we have any funny stories behind any episode or anything like that, it's basically a conversation about everything we've done so far. Yeah, we thought we'd get into a season recap in the future, but starting out with a, a season out, a season recap of our show. And man, it's been almost almost a year since we started recording these. Not quite, but we started down in the New Zealand season, kind of right at the beginning of the New Zealand New Zealand season, and then uh, we threw away our first few episodes and re-recorded and published our first episode on August eighth of twenty nineteen. With episode one, welcome to all I really need to know I learned from snowboarding. This is an eight-minute episode where we really just kind of threw out the idea, what we were looking at, talked about how you and I both became who we are through the snowboard industry and um, and how that kind of informed the idea of the show, of creating a show about all the things we learned because of what we're doing. Do you remember our real first episode, Chris? <laughs> you mean <laughs> the, the one first that was three? like an hour and a half? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we've recorded three episodes beforehand that were awful. Not that the first one necessarily is any good either, but the first three were so terrible. Do you remember the speech impediment I had? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I, and I still have it sometimes where I go, and, 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 and you know, I just, I, just, I, just, I just think that it's pretty – pretty likely that and i and i say the first part of the word like a hundred times and i didn't even know i did that until we started recording episodes and i sent it to sadie and i was like listen we recorded our first episode and she was trying to be so nice and she was like you know you you have a bit of a stutter (laughs) (laughs) oh but yeah We've was, a lot since episode one it, we about have. ourselves, about how to record, about how to create and distribute a podcast. I'm looking yeah. at it right here. It has 712 listens to that first episode that we actually published. And those first three episodes, we still have them in the vault. Maybe someday we'll feel like, uh, like putting them out there. But I think in those first like five episodes, we, we ended up covering like the first five episodes we published. We covered a lot of the material that was in those first three episodes that we we initially recorded. And and yeah, we, we listened back on those and made the decision to cut them and, and start over again, just based on the conversation, the flow. And yeah, man, we spent so much time editing our first few episodes, cutting back and cutting out the ums and, and making ourselves, uh, making the transitions a little bit smoother, cutting out stumbling blocks where, you know, A, now I think we've gotten a lot better at just speaking through them and, and not stumbling as much we've got more natural at, at making these recordings mm-hmm. but b we've also gotten a lot more confident in putting it out there even when it does have the occasional um or breath or stutter where you know listening to joe rogan podcast that he records yeah. straight through all of it like, we don't have to say everything perfect all the time but 
you and I both have that tendency to want that polished product out there initially, where now I think we're a little bit more comfortable with showing the warts. Yeah. And I think it's good. I mean, people don't know it, but we used to, like you said, edit a lot, but I think it's our last, I don't even know, five, six, seven episodes, no editing, zero straight through. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I think that's awesome. Do you, do you remember, um, having, were were you like when we first released that first episode, I remember being really nervous about actually putting something out there. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this show for at least a year and then got really seriously talking about it in, in June down in New Zealand and sat down to record those first few episodes. And it was like, it was like theoretical, right? Even after we started recording it, we were doing a podcast. I remember your roommates would give you so much crap about, about <laughs> recording the podcast and, oh, when's the podcast going to come yeah. out? Like, because like, it, was, it was kind of a joke. We hadn't published them yet, but we were recording and we were recording and we were getting yep. better at it. And we were starting to like figure out how to do this, but we weren't quite ready to release them. And yeah, I remember sending those out for the first time and being like, here we go. This is us. Yep. It was terrifying. It was super terrifying, but we got such good feedback. Like, thank you to everyone who sent us messages in that first week. That was huge because I thought people were just going to tell us we were idiots. So we got a ton of good feedback and I was very surprised by that. So, Dude, do you think if someone, if someone had been in like, just written back and been like, you guys suck, this is the worst thing ever, would we have just never, would we have canceled? I mean, I might not be like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> What if that was the first email that came in? Instead, we got like a dozen emails that were like, this is so great. Here's an idea for an episode. You know, can you guys talk about this? Can you do that? Thank you for talking about this stuff. And, and it was super empowering. And, and I remember that after that first week being like, okay, we're, we're onto something. Let's, it helped us build momentum, but I could see us getting shut down pretty easily if that first email had been like, what a waste of time. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Which, which leads us into our second episode, which is how not to train for instructor certification, which I think this was the first episode where I felt like we had an actual idea that we tried to execute. And I, I remember feeling like this actually from the three re- we recorded that never got released to kind of the first one to the welcome to, I was like, okay, this one is actually has some content that I feel like lays out in somewhat of a linear way. And I believe we did our lists there. And then that kicked off our um, list phase where we created many lists throughout some episodes. Yeah, the lists helped us get organized and and figure out a good way, a rhythm to share our ideas back and forth without uh, without kind of interrupting each other or um, you know being too framework. Like it created a framework for us to to branch out from versus just like spitballing stuff and not having that framework. And we haven't done that in a little while now, but it it helped us it helped us find a pattern. I think. Yeah, we needed that. We needed that. And sometimes we still go back to that. But I remember absolutely needing a framework because we didn't know what the hell we were doing. So having some sort of framework was so key for us. Whereas I feel like now we can be much more um, free and just kind of say what we think. But I, I do remember this being being a good episode and in, in the fact that I felt like the stuff we said was good advice. And I feel like a lot of things that we say in later episodes are repetition of episode two. 
And it's all about, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? Like a lot of things as we go into like level one, level two, level three, like all these different stuff, almost all, not almost all of them, but a lot of them started in that second episode. That, that second episode is really key in that we had an idea. I mean, we, from the get go, we wanted to talk about stuff not related to certification, but we knew that a lot of our audience is because of ASI and the cert world and that we were going to gain listeners and traction and, and the opportunity to share the other ideas we wanted to talk about. We're going to be developed by doing episodes like this. And so, you know, when you look just episode two to episode three, dealing with shame, episode three, dealing with shame, and, and we'll get to that one in a second, but episode three, dealing with shame was on one of our initial brainstorm lists. This is one you felt really strongly about, mm-hmm. but we knew that that couldn't be episode one. And so episode right. two, we recorded very specifically, like, let's do an episode about certification because that's, that, that buys us the, the social capital, if you will, to then mm-hmm. get into something like dealing with shame. And, and they're very closely tied together, right? Training for certification, not passing certification leads into some of the feelings of shame. But it was, we were very methodical at those in the beginning about how do we lay this out so that we do a couple episodes about certification so that we can do an episode about emotional intelligence. And then we do a couple more about the snow sports education industry. And then we, you know, it's been this give and take. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been funny. Like the whole title of our show, all I really need to know I learned from snowboarding. We've kind of deviated from that at some times, I think just because because we, like you said, we needed, we needed to start somewhere. And I feel like every, every week we're getting better and better at trying to link things back to what we actually learned from snowboarding. And, and this first episode or this second episode, how not to train for instructor certification was an exact example of, we just need to talk about something we know. Yeah. 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 And you know, that's, we've gotten that feedback a couple of times where, where people have, have written in and said, you guys say, I think a lot yeah. versus making statements. And certainly when you go back to those first episodes, there's a lot where we were pretty hesitant to, to put a, a bullet point out there. It was, there was a lot of question marks like, Oh, how do you guys feel about this? Or we think, or, you know, like the, just the, the format, the, the way that the, I, I think we've become more assertive in sharing our actual opinions. And actually one of the really, the other ties here is episode two there are things we wanted to say in episode two that we, that we held off on that didn't come up until episode 23 trainer pet peeves. And we'll get to that one in a bit too, but there were things that we talked about and and ended up avoiding in episode two. We weren't ready to go there yet, but uh, that how not to train for certification. There were some elements that we almost dove into Mm -hmm. trainer pet peeves. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, where I think, I think, you know, us being nervous about releasing it, that's kind of a sign of us not being super confident. And so that is leads to us saying, I think, I think, I think, instead of I believe this is, you know, things like that. So, so thanks to the people who have sent us feedback like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think gravity is like a force that pulls you towards the center of the earth. Right. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah. (laughs) Um, Episode, episode three, was kind of a personal one for me. A yeah, this was bit. your baby. This was my baby. I know we had this one and we already talked about it a little bit, but I had the whole thing was about how to deal with shame. And I wanted to share something that I felt shame 
about and still feel shame about and, you know, is struggled with because a lot of people uh, look at, at people in our situation and say, oh, well, you don't know what it's like to be in my shoes. You've never had to deal with this or deal with that. And I'm sure it was also easy for you. And it, it wasn't, you know, so I wanted to try to share that human element of it. And I think that was one of the first times where we really hit on our topic, you know, our, the, our title, I mean, of our podcast. Yeah, that episode dives right into to our topic and, and is something we both learned from snowboarding. That one also really hits on one of our other goals with this show, which was to pull back the curtain a little bit. And, and exactly what you just said, you know, when you're in, a, in an examiner or a clinic leader role or on the national team and you go out and you lead a clinic with people, it's so important for us to have that empathy for where our clinic attendees are at. You know, somebody who's just failed a cert and you're out training them for their next sit. That empathy is so important. And I don't think we always do a really good job of sharing that we have been in those shoes. You know, yeah. when, you, when you look at your, a, a clinic leader, a trainer, someone you respect and look up to, it's not always easy to remember that they've had failings too. They've had those misgivings. They've had that self-doubt. They have failed exams. I, I, you know, we talked about this in the, in this episode, but you know, I certainly dealt with those feelings of shame and, and feeling like I'd let down my trainer when I failed my level three. And this episode absolutely hits on that, pulling back the curtain, showing what, what, you know, what it, it's like on, on, in the clinic leader's shoes. And also, man, yeah, dealing with shame, emotions, failure, those, those are things that we've all 100% learned from the ski and snowboard industry. Yeah, I, I can't thank, thank snowboarding enough, you know, for, for that lesson. And that, that point in my life, and I know you, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but I look back and that was such a huge motivator for me and such a good check of like where I was and why I was doing things. And yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. I won't, I won't go into detail. If you want to hear about it more, you know, you can listen to the episode. <laughs> uh, episode four was career options in the snow sports education industry. And this was a cool one because we, we got past just the, instructor world and and this is one where we looked at other pathways you know other things you can do whether that's being a trainer an examiner getting into supervising you know looking at uh at off snow side of things like uh, being a ski school director moving into to resort management um marketing like all of the different routes that you could go and i thought this was a cool one just in terms of sharing some of the of the other things that we've done in the industry yeah, and just diff different paths. It's it can be so so hard sometimes to to figure out what path you want. And even sometimes I feel like maybe some of the I don't really remember it if we covered it in that episode or not. But afterwards, thinking about it doesn't always have to be like it can be a lateral move. You can take your knowledge of snowboard instruction and and snowboarding equipment and how how your body affects equipment and take that to a shop and work for a company in research and development. You know, like, like there's so many other areas that you can move laterally into that it's not always vertically. And that was, I think, one of the things that I hope people got from that episode. Yeah. What was episode five? Episode five was uh, identifying and managing burnout, which, which 
I think, I think um, I remember being kind of in a, in a phase where I was struggling quite a bit with like enjoying some of the work I was doing. And I remember, so I remember this topic being like, yeah, let's do that one <laughs> because, <laughs> because I am trying to manage it currently as we speak. <laughs> and so that one was, uh, was kind of, kind of hit, hit home for me. I mean, I don't know if you have remember anything about it or kind of what time in the season that was for us, but I remember just working a lot during that time and kind of being a little, a little jaded on a couple things. Yeah, I, I one of the things I really remember about that episode is I think that's the first one where I where we talked about leaving like I had just left the, my management role in oh. and was was had kind of had an idea for a while about the direction I was going. But I think that's right around when I'd actually announced that I was stepping out of my training manager role at Vail and, and going back to teaching. And, um, you know, there are definitely elements of, of burnout and and things that I was going through there that I was probably still being a little bit uh guarded about about talking about was still working through some of that in my own head but Mm -hmm. certainly elements there there that i was i was uh we we were talking about with with where you were at managing burnout where i was at having been in that role for the previous five years and looking for some new uh, opportunities and experiences coming back into the season well and that leads us right into episode six yeah episode six why you should do a back-to-back winner that one's that's a little bittersweet right now i I was really looking forward to going back down there for a second season and, and was, you know, starting to put all the, all the plans in place to get down there. And, um, man, yeah, it's a yeah. little bummer. Yeah. I, I remember you being, cause that was your first back to back winner and you were back into teaching again after you'd been in the management role for a little bit. And I just remember there was a lot of stoke and energy around doing the back to back and how cool New Zealand is. And it's just, just an amazing place down there and such a cool, cool group of people you get to work with. And I I remember that episode. I think all these episodes have some sort of tie that either me or you specifically, you know, had an emotion about, you know, and wanted to do for some reason. Well, and that's where we're starting to get into a little bit more live publishing too, where those first, you know, we'd recorded several to, right off the bat and then that was one where we knew it was going to be a little bit more timely and and telling people like this is something you should be looking at doing whether it's australian or new zealand or or chile south america like the value of doing a back-to-back winter for for your own development for working towards Mm -hmm. certification for you know going to a new ski school and, and, and starting from scratch again like there i was for me that one was just so relevant because it was uh, for you know after five years of being in a management role being back teaching being at a new ski school meeting a whole bunch of new instructors building a whole bunch of new relationships like i was i was pretty fired up this summer and just oh yeah and, and engaged and that one yeah that one's definitely was uh was was near and dear to me yeah you were feeling it man i remember because you were feeling all those things we talked about in that episode i remember you were like really really into it it was awesome i love that that's great the the um the next episode which this is one i think i think we could do a better job of like having uh, having i remember this episode being like man like did we really cover exactly what we wanted did we say what we want because it's such a complex topic and it's only 13 minutes long <laughs> you know which is episode seven why emotional intelligence is a very important skill for instructors i think that's one where we could go back and revisit some stuff possibly yeah we've talked about we've talked we've said we were going to do more of the, of those episodes you know what's funny is i look at those and, and in those early episodes we jumped around a lot between 8 
21 minutes, 11 minutes, 20 minutes, 12 minutes, 15 minutes. And we were, you and I were starting to think like 10 to 15 minutes was the sweet spot. Yeah. And that was originally one episode, uh, seven and eight, why emotional intelligence is very important skill for instructors and developing better emotional intelligence. And we thought 25 minutes was too long for, for one episode. And so we cut that and actually re-recorded a bit of it to make it two separate episodes. Yep. And, and now I think we would say, yeah, it was probably about the right length for an episode. And we, we do need to revisit that. And I, I've been reading a, a book called Social Intelligence by Daniel Goleman, who's one of the, uh, he, he wrote one of the original emotional intelligence books. And this one yeah. is into, goes into like the social connection, how we're wired for social connection and gets beyond just emotional intelligence into social intelligence. And it, it's such a cool book. And yeah, we, we're due for some more episodes down this pathway for sure. Right, and you kind of said it already, but episode seven was was why emotional intelligence is important, and episode eight was the developing better emotional intelligence. But yeah, I I agree. I think that's something that we should we should spend a little bit more time thinking about how maybe we want to talk talk to that because that's such a like when I think of what snowboarding gave me, like all I really need to know I learned from snowboarding, that's a that's a huge one. Like I learned how to deal with people and how to read group situations and how to deal with emotion. Like that's such a big thing that hits home to the topic of our, or the title of our podcast. You know, and I think that's something going back to, to that side of confidence thing. This, this is a topic where neither one of us feels like we're an expert on emotional intelligence. And so yeah. doing a couple of shows on that, it can be hard to walk through it. What we what we do know is our own experience and what we've learned about emotional intelligence because of the career we've had. And I think that's, that's the angle that we, we go at these from is, you know, if you really want to learn a bunch about emotional intelligence, right. picking up one of Dan, Daniel Goleman's books or, you know, reading how to win friends and influence people or, you know, going to the source is the way to learn more about emotional intelligence. But what we tried to do in our show is connect how we've learned about it, what we've learned about it from snowboarding and given that application to what we do. Yeah. I think I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think we need to maybe do a little bit of a better job with that. So cool. Yeah. Put it on the list. <laughs> on the list. On the list. Yep. Oh man. Here's a good episode nine recovering from injury with special guest, Tony Macri. Our only guest episode. Our only guest episode. That's weird. Yep. We, yeah. And actually we have talks about doing more guests, you know, I would love to get get some. We we both have ideas of people we'd love to get on, but um, this episode, I remember when I got back to um, to the states uh, after we had gotten on snow, someone had uh, come up to Tony actually and said, "Hey, I listened to your episode with Nick and Chris on recovering from injury, and I just want to let you know that really helped me." And then Tony came and gave me that feedback and said, Hey, it's really cool. You know, someone heard your podcast and it really helped him. And I remember that was kind of the time where I started actually getting back to the States and hearing people being like, Oh, that episode really helped me. And that was, that was cool. And I remember being like, wow, this is so strange that people listen to us and think this is helpful. (laughs) (laughs) That was, this is another one. We, I remember the way this one came around because you and I, didn't really tell anyone that we were starting to record this podcast. Like we didn't tell our teammates. We weren't telling our friends, like a few people knew we'd, we'd shared them with our, with our moms. Um, but we, we were being pretty close guarded as we started to record these. And, and so, you know, those first three or four or five, we'd, we'd pre-recorded and then we started recording 
additional ones after they started being released and we started asking for ideas for other topics and and i remember when we first told our our kind of our closer friend group and and the rest of the national team we were doing this and we wanted to loop some of them in and try to find a way to like include some of our friends in in what we were recording and tony was recovering recovering off this knee injury and was still having some issues with it and it was one of the things that prompted this episode was he it had been a year it had been a little over a year since his since his injury and he was still having some issues with it or since his recovery and he was still having some issues with it and so it made a good a good segue into that topic yeah i remember wanting to talk about the emotional side of recovery that was like the big piece for me that i was like oh i want to talk about that and i know it's physical and i know it's that but i want to hear about the emotional side i remember asking tony i said you can come on the podcast but you have to promise me that you are going to be honest to the questions and i'm not going to ask you just physical questions i'm going to ask you about the emotional struggle you went through and he was like and he was like yep i was like okay done and cool. vulnerable like <laughs> yeah and vulnerable him, yeah and that was huge i mean that was a that was that was a valuable episode and i think a really meaningful episode to people because of how vulnerable and honest he was about the process of recovering from that injury yep yeah yeah good good stuff we should do more of those we should do more interview episodes where we get people to be honest and vulnerable you know uh episode 10 common mistakes instructors make while teaching this this was a good episode it was a short one, 12 minutes. Yep. Yep. It was, it was a good episode. It was a big swing back towards um, our kind of like safe space, which was, this is, this is a topic we know we can talk about, <laughs> you know, and we feel really, really um, safe in where we had just been talking about emotional intelligence and then an interview episode. And I think I remember being like, let's do something, feeling like excited that we were doing something that I felt I could talk about intelligently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's more in our wheelhouse for sure. More, more speaking to that, that, uh, that expert hat zone where we're like, yep, I've trained a lot of instructors. Here are some of the things I've seen. And, and you and I both had, had some, had a list, I think on this one with those top areas we saw, we saw people make mistakes. Yeah, and a bunch of these get revisited in later episodes too, you know. But definitely, I think this was a this was a good episode for new instructors getting into into this. You know, that's a great one for them to listen to. Which leads us into episode eleven, um, kind of another swing, staying with the same, swinging to our um, safe place. <laughs> uh, episode eleven: training tips to improve your riding, which which again was all about it was kind of it echoed some of the second episode how not to train for certification and had echoed some other things but i do remember that there was i remember thinking that it was a good episode with valuable content for someone who was trying to train train especially for their certification and 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 all over but a lot of the stuff we talked about was geared towards certification if i remember correct yeah there's a couple of of classic like Nick Alfieri golden nuggets in there about training uh, training movements, not training for tasks and training the wrong way before you try to train the right way or, or as well right. as training the right way, right? Like don't just do it one way, do it all of the ways so that you kinesthetically know what it feels like when you're doing a down and weight or an up and weight or a retraction, right? Like some really good, good, like digestible uh, advice in that one, I think for developing your riding. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And um, it's, um, 
I think, I think we, you know, we can always come back to these later. And I think, I think we can do more training tips on to improve your riding, but I think this will, this is a topic that is so broad that we can revisit this a bunch of times. Yeah. Episode 12, we went into top takeaways from team training and fall conference. And that was one where we, we spend like three weeks stuck in Breckenridge in, in hotel rooms and not stuck, but like all kind of quarantined really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really normal now that we think yeah. about it, but um, good training for us. Yeah. Uh, you know, the whole, the starts out with the national team getting together for our, our team training. And then it goes into fall conference, which is division and discipline leaders from all over the country working on specific task force projects. And then that goes into Rocky mountain training and we're, we're there for this time period and just wanted to give a little a report out on what we've been working on and you know, what was, what we were busy with while we were there and just a good opportunity to share some of the big projects we've been working on. Yeah. And I remember being able to share, I had gotten some feedback from a guy who was in my fall training group and it was so funny because he's you know the lead author on the current uh psia asi snowboard technical manual and it was such this weird time where all of a sudden i was leading a group in training responsible for training the group that he was in to get them ready to do their job as examiners for the season and it was really cool because he got to give me some feedback and i remember getting some good uh, feedback from people who had listened saying, Oh, it's really cool to see that, you know, you, you, you guys still get some feedback and you're seeking out feedback, which that's one of the hardest things for us, man, is the, and it's for anywhere. Like when you're a level one and you're training for, or when you're training for your level one, everyone in the world can give you advice and feedback. And then level two, level three, as you go up, it gets less and less. So that feedback is always so valuable for us, you know, hundred percent. Yep. Yep. Okay. Coming into episode 12 or sorry, not episode 12, episode 13, uh, top tips for level one certification. This, um, this was kind of our wanting to, we were in that restructure, not, not restructure, but structure mode again, where we just thought, Hey, you know what? Certification season's coming up. A bunch of people are going to be taking their level one and we should just do a quick top tips, which I thought was super valuable. And I, I don't know how many, I feel like our audience is sometimes higher level certified instructors. So I don't know how many, how many level one instructors, people going for their level one certification actually listen to this, but I hope it got out because I thought there was good stuff in there. You know, these three episodes, episode 13, 14, and 15, we start with top tips for level one, then go to top tips for level two, and then level three. Uh, those three episodes, I think I've received more feedback on in terms of uh, people saying like, hey, I really like this episode. I shared it with my friend that is going for their level two. Or like, I thought your level three episode had some really good details and I sent it to, you know, to my training manager to share with our, with our whole group. Like uh, that one, I've consistently kind of through the season received people. People have gone back to that episode and, and said that they really got something out of those three episodes. Yeah, that's, that's really great. And I think I've definitely heard people talk about, especially the level two and the three. And, and I think that was, you're right, that a lot of people shared those episodes with other people, which was, which was really, really cool. And, and, you know, it's just, it's a little bit of a departure somewhat from our, our title, but I think it was all good content. 
Yeah. Well, and you know, the, the, the reality is we learned things about snowboarding from snowboarding as well. Right? We, we learned how to do our job or how to train. We, we passed our level threes because of this as well. And so it, it still right. fits within our topic. I think our, our goal has always been to get to the topics, the, the bigger picture, the, the people skills, the, the things we don't always get to talk about on snow, but man, there's so much value in, in just taking the time to, to put down some of those top tips. Yeah. Good stuff. Really good stuff. The, the, the next one we went into um, surviving your rookie year. And I think it was coming down just after the holiday season. And we wanted to talk about like, Hey, so now that that's all over, like you still have a full year. And sometimes it can feel like this really quick ramp up. Like you get in and they're like telling you that all these people are going to show up and you're like, okay, it's going to be crazy. And then you experience it and you're like, oh my God, that was crazy. And I'm so tired. And it was like, okay, so now once you've gotten through that, like what, how are you going to survive the rest of the season? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, again, going to like the things we've learned, like how to survive. And that's both emotional, physical, like food, sleep. Like we, we talked about a lot of those elements that factor into having a good season and, and, and then especially saving money, putting money into certification, looking at this as a long-term return, you know, like getting your level one, getting your level two, um, maybe not in your first year, but certainly working in those directions as a way to start to build, build, you know, to survive the rookie year is so, well, how do you become a sophomore? How do you become, how do you become a returning instructor? It's to make, make enough money, make enough friends, get invested in that community where you're going to want to come back for another year. I think this COVID-19 thing is going to really affect um, rookie years. You know, like I think I'm curious what our return rate from rookie instructors next year will be i think it's going to dive because they're i I think they're not going to get that that spring push and you know not experience that end of season good times hanging out with all your friends i feel like that that it got cut short we're going to see a big drop in rookies coming back it's all it's all it's always a huge drop you know our retention rate of rookies isn't always that great but i think we might see a bigger one yeah, that's a great, that's a great point, Nick. I mean, I, I felt that, you know, kind of being a, a re-rookie year for me being, being back teaching and man, I felt that loss. I felt that not getting to, to have that end of season wrap up with, with our community. And, you know, I think all of us did, but, but I was so looking forward to that being an instructor and not being in management this spring for the, for the end of season shenanigans. And, um, I can, I, I, I definitely think that'll play into if this was your first year and you don't have that memory of past experiences, but then again, maybe you don't really know what you're missing out on. I, I don't know. It'll yeah. be interesting to see. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. Episode uh, 17, which this was a request from an instructor was staying competitive as an older instructor in a youth dominated industry. And I remember feeling completely out of my depth talking about this because I've always been the younger, the younger one, you know, in whatever, whatever I've done with instruction, I feel like, and I remember just feeling totally out of my depth talking about this. (laughs) Yeah. This was one of those ones we approached with not an expert hat on. I think we actually said that like, Hey, this isn't an area we have a lot of experience in, but we're going to, going to share our perspective from the different ski school locker rooms we've worked in. And I think, you know, looking at it beyond an age thing and more as a, 
everyone's got strengths and weaknesses they take into a job and finding your strengths, finding your selling points, your areas that you can promote and show yourself as, you know, here's the reason to take a lesson with me in any job. But, you know, here, here, my skill set. that's something that's very easy to do in our industry is, is to find that niche where, you know, this is my strength. This is why people are going to take lessons with me. And I, I think that was something we highlighted well in that episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the next one was actually also a um, request, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Managing episode 19, managing fear and risk with students. This one, uh, this one showed up a couple of, in a, a couple of different wordings, but the, but the same kind of idea of, of how do we manage fear? How do we manage risk with students? We talk a lot about fear and risk and, you know, it's an inherently risky sport and, and um, you know, we talk about fear in our students and it's, it's things that, you know, things that we talk about in our instructor certification, but when it gets into the nitty gritty of how do we manage fear and risk? Oops, I skipped one. Sorry. Uh, episode 18 was managing healthy risk and healthy fear for ourselves. And then that turned into episode 19, which was managing fear and risk with students. Um, and, and kind of our own, the episode 18 was focused on our own coping mechanisms, the way that we approach and manage, manage fear. And we got into some different elements here. Some of the things that, that, uh, that I've struggled with in terms of risk and fear versus some of the things that you've struggled with in, in risk and fear and some of the differences there. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like, you know, I feel like there's, that's one of those things like managing risk and, and dealing with fear. There's so much more out there, but it was an opportunity for us to share how we manage it and how we deal with it and how we manage it and deal with it in students, you know? So I, again, you know, coming back to the approaching this, even if we're not experts, approaching it in a way that, that we at least just share our experiences with it. So, so yeah, so the, the, the next episode, which is us, us sharing some experiences with, was receiving feedback, which actually, this was the first episode I got a compliment uh, on the podcast from my family. Um, really? Yeah, this was, the, this was the very first one. And I, I don't think they really, really liked it very much um, beforehand. Like, they tried to be nice about it. <laughs> you know, They're like, yeah, that's, that's great. That's great, Nick. But, um, but then they, they, my stepmom listened to that one. And she, she had given me some feedback beforehand about different stuff and, and about the podcast. And then, but this was the first episode I think she actually enjoyed. And uh, I think I got a, I got a message from my brother as well. He said he enjoyed the podcast. So yeah, this was the first one I remember. I was like, Oh, kind of cool. So I always think when I see this episode, I always think of that. That's really cool, Nick. Yeah. I, I look at these and I think, you know, episode 17 staying competitive as an older instructor, that was one that we were out of our comfort zone. And I feel like that might've helped us. Like I look at the episodes after these and the, the episode 18, 19, and on the, these are ones where I feel like we had a better understanding of our voice. And I don't, I don't know if it was specifically that episode on, on staying competitive as an older instructor in a youth dominated industry, or if it was just the number, you know, having done 18 of them, but this is where I feel like we started to find more of our rhythm and our voice. And the last eight episodes, I feel like have been some of our stronger episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And like finding our voice and we're trying to find our voice and balance it with our title and like our ultimate vision for the show. And like the next episodes, relationships in the ski industry, we swing to like the, okay, like this is not concrete. It's nothing we do in certification whatsoever. And we swing towards (laughs) the far left of relationships in the ski industry. 
And I don't, I don't, I don't really remember actually getting any real feedback about this episode in particular, but I felt like this one is, is super key to, to our title and our ultimate vision, which is like being in this industry, you have to manage relationships. And, and one of the things that, that being in this, being a snowboard instructor taught me was how to, how to do that. And then it gave me tools, tools, because it can be difficult to do that when you're in this job. So that was, that was one that I think really hit, hit well with our, with our topic or title. I mean, yeah. Two of the things that I really recall about this episode, one is uh, the story about, about our friend Casey Gandy and and how he sends a message to, to all of his friends and he puts it on Facebook, like, Hey, winter season's here. See you guys in the spring. Like kind of like, really being open about that that fact that he is so busy with coaching in and teaching in the winter that that he's not good at staying in touch and just communicating that we're not going to be good at communicating during a time period i thought that was really a key point of that episode and the other one was we got an email after what that that episode that said pretty much flat out just you boys should call your mothers more and <laughs> oh my god that's that's right my yeah. mother text or email <laughs> My stepmother. Yeah, you boys should call your mothers more. Because <laughs> we talked about how hard it can be to stay in touch with our families during, yeah. during that episode. Oh, that's so funny. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. too funny. So, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, great. Yeah, it's so funny. This is so good going through all these. Like, it brings back all these kind of funny memories that I've totally forgotten about. And it's, it's awesome. It's kind of reigniting a spark for, for what we do. You know, it's awesome. I love it. Uh, episode 22, choosing a snow sports school that fits you. This was a great episode where we, we talked about some of the different elements of a, of a, of a snow sports school and, and beyond just snow sports schools, finding a job that fits you, right? That whole idea that if you love what you do, you're never going to work a day in your life. But the, the, the atmosphere of any job can change that work life balance or change how it feels. And so, you know, we talked about whether you were looking for like more riding or more professional development, like different elements that can, can factor into that, into that first year, into that ski school, kind of the different, different uh, cultures of a ski school. Yeah. It's, it's like the saying, like, it doesn't matter, like a bad boss, you know how bad boss can ruin your job. Like if you don't get along with your boss or you have a bad boss, it ruins everything. If you're not in a ski school that you don't enjoy being in, it can ruin the whole job, you know? So yeah, I thought that was cool. Listener request too, which, yeah. which was another one, which I thought was good. Um, and then c- going into episode 23, I feel like this is, this is the one where, I think we let loose the most, at least I definitely felt like I let loose the most. I found myself yelling into the microphone <laughs> a few different times. <laughs> but, so I, and, and to, to be fair, I don't know if this hit our audience very well, <laughs> hit the appropriate audience because I didn't, I personally didn't get any feedback from instructors. I did get some feedback from trainers that, that liked it but I didn't get a single bit of feedback from an instructor that said it was awesome. So, so I don't know. That's a bit of a mystery to me about how that one landed. I, I had a few conversations after that episode where people said, were you talking about me in that episode? And, and it <laughs> like, wasn't yes, like <laughs> I was for sure. <laughs> uh, no. And you know, and in those cases it, it wasn't those specific people, but they were like, man, when I listened to that episode, I realized I've totally done that. And, um, 
you know, and, and hopefully it was eye-opening in that sense. And, and none of it was intended to be uh, like insulting or say, don't come talk to me. Like we really wanted to walk a line with that one where we weren't pushing people away or saying, don't come talk to me about these things, but also like think twice before you like, go try it out for yourself. Go see if you have an answer and then, and then come to me with those questions. Don't just ask me, well, how do I do this? You know, like, and, and I think, I think we, I think we spoke really that might, that one maybe more than any other, like no filter behind the curtain. This is what your trainer's thinking when you don't do any of the legwork yourself and just ask for the answer. Right. And maybe not every trainer, but definitely us, <laughs> at least, at <laughs> least I, for what I said, I, I truly felt that, believe that. And I still feel that and believe what I said. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I, I, I think that's one of our best episodes in terms of just like straight from the heart. This is how being honest. I yeah. agree. I, I, I agree. I think, I think so. And I, yeah. Yep. 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 Which, it's, and it's, Yo, go ahead. No, you go. I was just gonna, I wasn't gonna say anything. Go for it. Oh, it's just, it's so, it's so tr- tough because you know, our passion is in training and developing people. And part of what, part of training and developing people is that process of trying things and seeing if they work. And so I don't want to give out the, I don't want to give out my answer to a question. I want you to, to fight with that question yourself for a bit and come up with an answer. And then let's, as, as peers, as, as trainers compare those answers and, you know, and work collaboratively, but it's, yeah, like I always want to help people develop. I don't want to give the answer. And I think, um, I think this is an episode where we really spoke from the heart about that and, and, and walk, tried to walk that line between like, here's one of the frustrations of being a trainer and here's the value of being a trainer. Like I, we love training and I I hope that came across. Yeah. And, and, you know, we talk about burnout, you know, in the previous episodes and, you know, we have to distance ourselves sometimes or give ourselves space or, you you know, yeah. So, so yeah, I agree. I think that was the episode where we were the most honest for sure. Agreed. Um, okay. Episode, the most latest one training for snowboarding when you're not snowboarding. Um, obviously because of the times we came out with that episode. I think we talked and we just came up with that one on the fly actually and said, we should just record this now. Let's do it. And it, it worked because we had taken a hiatus from recording for a while, dealing with all this uh, coronavirus stuff and trying to get the computer sorted with how to record remotely, which we hadn't figured out yet. And we spent one night, like three hours on the computer trying to get it to record and we couldn't. And so we gave up for a little bit, but came back with that one. So yeah, I, th- I, th- I think they were good points in there about, I like the categories, the three categories we broke it up into. And I thought it was, I thought it was uh, valid. Dude, if you, uh, man, 24 episodes. Well, this is crazy. Now if you were, yeah, right. if you were going to send an episode to somebody like, here's an example of our show. Like they asked a question, you know, like, what's this podcast you're doing? What's the one episode you would send? Yeah. Trainer pet peeves. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yo, man. Um, I'm partial to the receiving feedback because I got good, <laughs> good, um, uh, feedback from that, uh, about that from my family. Um, but I think realistically it might be top tips for level one certification, uh, might be, might be that. Yeah, probably somewhere in those two or episode 11 training tips to improve your riding. Sorry, I know that's three, but what what would you choose? I, I, you know, I think it depends a little bit on the audience. If it's an instructor, I think episode two, how not to train for instructor certification is kind of our, kind of one of the gold standards in, in the valley of our show. But I, I really think 
dealing with shame is one of our better episodes. It's not maybe the easiest to get into. So maybe mm. it's not the one I would send, but I think it's maybe one of the strong, like one of the most valuable of our episodes. Yeah. It has I, maybe some of the most like real emotional content in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, episode 10, common mistakes instructors make while teaching. That's a, that's a good one. Training yeah. tips to improve your writing. Yep. Episode nine, recovering from injury with Tony Macri because you know, then you like, Hey, check out this, this podcast. It's like, it's about Tony Macri. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Call him if you have any questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude, where, where would you see this podcast going? What's, what's your ultimate vision for this? I, I think, I think that's really, we, we look to that question to our, to our listeners and you know, where do you guys want us to keep going with this? But I, one of the things we've talked about for this summer would be getting into almost a backwards teaching for transfer. We talk about teaching for transfer in the snowboard world as like taking skills from outside and bring them into snowboarding. So you meet a guest and you're like, Hey, what other sports do you play? And they're like, Oh, I play basketball or, um, I, uh, I wake surf or, you know, whatever these other, these other sports they play. And we figure out how to bring that into um, into snowboarding and, and help, you know, help, help them with that from, from other sports. And I, I would love for us to do a little series this summer. You know, we, we've talked about this in the backwards side of that. So these skills we have from snowboarding, how do we apply that for other things? So um, I'm going to take some fly fishing lessons with you this summer. And, yeah. and, you know, like, what do we know from, from snowboarding that applies to that? How do we, how do we, use some kind of skill from snowboarding and um you know i do a lot of paddleboarding in the summer how do what are those skills that that i'm better at paddleboarding because of of snowboarding mm-hmm. um mountain biking hiking climbing like the other things that we do in the summer how do we take that and and show the value of that from snowboarding mm-hmm. i like it yeah i really like when you pitch that topic about the reverse engineering of teaching for transfer i thought that was that was awesome i think we could even do something like a Hey, here's, here's the, here's the skill. Here's how I, why snowboarding taught it to me. Here's a, another sports or physical application. And here's a life application that has given me, you know, like yeah. we can almost like structure it or just talk. Yeah. I don't know. But I think there's a lot of good stuff there that, that could be good. And, you know, if we could have people send stuff in and Hey, here's what snowboarding taught me from my life. And here's where I use it elsewhere. And I think that's just ripe with with stuff to do well there we go send us some more questions and yeah help us fill in the summer schedule with us not going to new zealand for the summer now we've got some some other directions to go for the summer Mm -hmm. absolutely well congratulations if you made it through to this far in the episode (laughs) and are still listening this is one of our longer episodes and yeah hopefully you enjoyed it um, we are supposed to be back on a weekly schedule now, now that we know how to record stuff and are able to do that. So yeah, I, I guess anything, any last things to share, Chris? Dude, what's your, what's your funniest moment or like memory? Like what's the most, I don't know, funny or strange or like standout thing in your head from recording these shows? When I got told I have a speech impediment and I have a stutter 
whenever I talk. And I never went through, I went through my whole life never knowing that. And obviously it was exaggerated when I did this podcast and I still hear it like even just earlier, like uh, maybe five minutes ago, I heard myself doing it again. But getting told that was mind blowing and just cracked me up. And I re-listened to it back. I was like, wow, that is terrible. <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely mine. What about, what about yours? Do you have one? Yeah, dude, I, so when I think about this show, one of the mental images I have is you and me huddled around my laptop in the living room of the house I was renting in New Zealand. Yes. And, yes. and it was this like frumpy old couch and, and they were kind of, there were two of them right at 90 degree angles. So we had the, the laptop sitting on the corner of the, of the like little coffee table. And then we were both kind of huddling over it, talking into the microphones. And, you know, it was just this like, like sixties decor frumpy is the best word I have for it. And it's just this funny picture. But then there was, there was a couple of times where uh, the, the other roommates in the house were home. And so you and I took my laptop up into my bedroom and it yes. was this tiny little room, yes. like disappeared into the bedroom for two hours to record. And then like, there's no insulation on the walls there. So I have to imagine they were listening to the podcast, but like, yes. I wonder what the roommates were thinking Oh yeah, with you and I like going into the bedroom to record a podcast. Like it's just comical in my mind, the mental image of, of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. That's it's, I remember like not wanting to talk too loud and yeah, just being awkward and all that stuff. So yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, man. Well, hopefully, hopefully we get a lot more good memories out of this thing. Agreed. Hey, thanks everyone for listening. Um, please do send us ideas if, if there's stuff you'd like us to cover. If And, and you know, it would help us to, to know, do you want us to keep talking about snowboarding all summer? Or do you want us to go things we learned about snowboarding and, and apply it to summer? I, I'd, I'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, look forward to catching you next week. All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding is a podcast by me, Nick Alfieri. And me, Chris Rogers. If you have thoughts on this week's episode, we'd love to hear from you. You can continue the conversation with us and other listeners on our Facebook page. You can also email us questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to discuss at our email address, learnedfromsnowboarding at gmail.com. If you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe, write a review, and help others find our show. Thanks for listening.